Hello and welcome to Planet Homemaking Podcast. I'm your host, Epifanio, and this is episode 795. And today we continue looking into the shadow of Ginky 55, which is victimization. And we're going to look into involution and the seven root races, how Richard Rod, the author of the Jinkies, um, talks about involution and these seven root races. Um, what does it mean to him? And um, we're going to uh, have a multidimensional um, view of what he's talking about uh, from several other points of perspective, what this actually um if we're talking about the creation of time um, by the densification of thought into matter and how that is because if we're talking about <clears throat> creation of time, we're also creation, we're also talking about the creation of timelines and lifetimes existing all from a place in the multiverse and place of the origin of thought there is no separation of time. There's no past, present, and future. And so when we're talking about involution, we're talking about the configuration of thought in the shapes and, and forms that eventually become time, become lifetimes, become timelines, which are the multiverse, different infinite possibilities of, of configuration of the building blocks of reality. And how that is connected with the evolution of consciousness once it's already in physical reality um, through time and space. And, uh, and I'm going to bring some of you know, other elements that I've studied on other systems and other trainings and teachings. Because that's the whole point of this, you know, like making it more rich and, and trying to find a, a cohesive um, kind of meeting point for uh, all these different um, points of perspective from different um, traditions and trainings and finding where they, where they meet and how the definition of the certain the specific kind of uh, definitions, how there, there are parts where they overlay and then there are parts where... Um, you have to understand that sometimes people give different names to different things, but they're talking about the, the same thing. And there's other times when they're talking about completely different things. And some of it is relevant and some of it is not. And, and so very important to pick up everything and and just throw out throw out what whatever doesn't make sense, whatever it's um kind of standing in the way of a clear picture. And, and that's what we're looking into. I know we're talking about multidimensional reality and all that stuff, but still, there is a way of of seeing it. If not through words, um, once we contemplate these words, eventually we we're, there's a way to see how everything is is this incredibly beautiful, extraordinary, elegant design of the universe of the multiverse. And what is the place of consciousness that it's relevant to us? at this place in our lives right now. And so we're going to be diving into that. We're also going to be talking about evolution because involution and evolution, they're just two sides of the same coin, right? So um, so we have to tap into what is that landing of spirit into physicality and that 
um, reaching of physicality to return with the wisdom of the physical experience back to God. And uh, um, Richard Roth um, seems to um, observe it as simultaneous. And I do not necessarily disagree with him because if we're going to um, have our point of attention from the way that you know the origin of creation is, which is if we're looking at the at the jinkies, we would be talking about you know the room after the sixty four doors of the city of the divine gift, right? Which is the the void, which is nothing. It's just uh, all possibility, and and but nothing actually manifested. And, and that's the beginning of this, this, this multiverse, this womb of creation, right? And But there's life before that, and there will be life after that. So we're just hearing in this chapter of the story of, of, of life. What is life beyond physical reality? And life exists everywhere in every possible... Everything you can imagine, it's happening somewhere. Or it is a, a potential, you know, configured possibility of, of reality. Anything you can imagine. And so, and, and if you, even the stuff you can't imagine, of course, because there's so much stuff we, we, we have absolutely no idea about. And, and even more because, you know, in a current state where we're in a daily battle with the personality, uh, we don't really have that much imagination <laughs> Our focus, our attention is very limited. And so there is so much more after we, uh, you know, manage to wrangle this, um, if you want to call it like that. Because it's not really wrangling the personalities, um, understanding it. Understanding what it is, understanding what's its purpose, understanding, uh, you know, how do we properly ride this vehicle and learning is like you get into one of these really cool cars, you know, it has tons of buttons and tons of different things and that it does or, or a program that you're using. And, and you're using just the basic function, right? But there's menus and menus of possibilities and combinations of stuff that you can do. And you're like years passed and you've never really actually find out what that, you know, those menus of things do on, on that program or those buttons in your car, right? And uh, at some point, we have to learn what um, all the things that are capable with this bio-machine. And, um, and so it, this is the time because there's, um, this is where it's the most needed, right? At this point, we are in this junction point. And, um, but truly understanding involution and evolution um, it, it it cannot be separated from the understanding of multidimensional consciousness. When we truly understand the nature of attention and the nature of um, attention distributed through simultaneous lifetimes, uh, ultimately we realize that the way the universe is designed is not linear. And it is uh, both simultaneously all existing at once and a, a, a procession of evolution that happens, you know, organically in a linear matter. But linear is not the right word to say. It is more like understanding certain um, order of how the universe functions, right? So we're, when we're talking about evolution in terms of simultaneously happening with evolution, 
you know, considering evolution is landing into physical reality, you know, fully expanding the manifestation of the, the experience of time and space, and then evolution kind of compressing all of that experience in physicality and returning back to nothing, but with everything. So because now you've been through through all of that was available in this reality. Um, but at the same time, we have to also observe it in the terms of like, you know, if you want to get scientific out, like Big Bang terms, you know, like when did the whole thing, the Big Bang happen? You know, the explosion of 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 matter, uh, you know, expanding into into the infinite, right? In this in this universe, in this in this multiverse, right? How and then how organically we see time expanding, and we get to the point that we're here. And now, what are we going to do? Where we're here, we're eventually, and we're kind of gradually returning to that, because because we're looking for God. We're looking, we're always been asking for this question, who's our creator? Who created us? Because we have this idea that things get created, right? So, but what if something already existed? Like it's always existed. Like there's not something, I mean, yes, there's creation within the creation. But what if God has always existed? Like there's no, there's no creator, but the creation itself is creating itself. And so when we see ourselves as part of that creation, we are simultaneously moving forward, but um, at the same time realizing that we're actually not going anywhere. We're, we've always been here. Everything has always been here since the beginning of that explosion of the Big Bang. There was, if you could you know, calculate the vectors of all the particles expanding through the entire universe, you already had seen or you would have seen where they would end. And so at the beginning of that, it already had happened. So we're going to be diving into all of that, um, you know, really good mind-bending thoughts that are exciting to contemplate right today. But before we dive into that, if you're new to the podcast and you don't know what we're talking about here, you want to go to Jorn.tv, that's J-O-U-R-N.tv, that's the homepage of the podcast. At the bottom, there's a black menu. And it has five links. One of them says Gene Keys. Click on that one and that will take you to episode 256. Listen to that episode and it will explain what is it that we're doing here. We're learning how to use this tool, these Gene Keys, um, to um, understand who we are, why are we here, and how do we move forward. In, in our life as individuals and both as a civilization, uh, if if you don't want to don't want to take the concept further than this planet, but it's it's you know it's relevant consciousness. It's everywhere. So how you can you can even observe how the universe is expanding. How it how are we exploring the infinite possibilities, the infinite infinite reconfigurations or configurations of of the building blocks of reality. And at its very core, it's just this concept of moving from fear to love to enlightenment. Enlightenment meaning to be in knowledge of, to know, right? And um, and that's the core of these 64 paths that we're looking into these jinkies. Uh, at, at its very core is understanding how the biomachine, the body, and the body-mind consciousness works 
and and why are we stuck struggling with it because at its very core we are not the body we are not the bio machine the genetic structure of the body has been designed to open up as we are capable of understanding it so it's not like Yes, you could say simultaneous. Now we're getting into that simultaneous consciousness. Yes, you could say it was programmed. And if you could, you know, map the vectors of expansion, right? That bio-machine was programmed to at some point, you know, trigger, you know, what Richard Rohr calls the great event or the grand something. <laughs> he calls it the, the great um, something. The great change. He calls it the great change, right? And so he's, he's talking about a genetic mutation in the bio-machine. So you could say, yes, from the beginning, we, we map those vectors into the future and say it's going to happen. So we already know it's going to happen. But it is happening as a consequence of our own experience, understanding that we are the individual point of attention of God. The God, the divine light of creation, the creation of life flows through us because we have free will. This is the gift, that the, the superpower that we've been bestowed with, the ability to position our attention. God flows through us and now we're creating because we're reconfiguring the building blocks of reality. We're experiencing that reality, if you want to call it like that, right? But ultimately at the very core, we are not dependent on the awakening of the genetic structure of the biomachine. The biomachine is dependent on us releasing our blockages internal of perception in order for it to open up at a, at a genetic level. And so that's the work we're doing here. We're learning how to open up ourselves, our perception, so that we perceive the universe as it is instead of how... The personality has trained us to, uh, and, you know, it's it's been an exchange with everybody here in this reality for, you know, millions of billions of years, since the beginning of the Big Bang, right? In order to understand physical reality, all the things we've done, all the things that we haven't processed, and all of this stuff accumulates, and here we are in our life where you have to go to work, and you have family, and now you're appearing arguments, and you have... You're meeting people and suddenly you feel like shit and you don't know why all of these are happening and things keep looping and you keep experiencing certain areas of your life that you, you don't understand why. And that is the question. Why? Why this? Why my life? Why me? <clears throat> and as long as we still um, haven't properly understood, understand, uh, we haven't properly understood, yes, where we are in the evolution of the universe and where the universe is or our universe, our interaction with our little experience bubble, right? Then we're going to be looping and continue to loop these experiences and, and we're not truly moving forward into love, into enlightenment. So that's ultimately what we're doing because we ha we're at this stage of our evolution. If you're listening to the, this podcast, you are at this stage of the evolution. A lot of people listen to this podcast and it kind of goes like, oh my God, what the, what the fuck is he talking about here? <laughs> so because they're not ready for it. And that's okay. You know, you listen, you study, you move, you, you, you have your experiences where you are and, and how you're learning what you're learning. And at some point you're going to ask this question, is there more? And then you keep looking and then you find things like this. And there's, you know, tons of other stuff like this. Right now, people are coming up with 
really this kind of download, this frequency, because it is happening. I do agree with Richard Rowe. We are going through a great change. And so, so all of that is on episode 256 on that, on TV. And, uh, and then you, in that page, you'll see links and, and an index and you can see, um, charts and, and what is the hologenetic profile there's a link that says click here to get your own free personalized hologenetic profile this is a tool the map that we're using to um, um, start our journey understanding these building blocks of reality these gene keys right and how to use them and uh, I consider that the the, the the you know beginning of the journey right you you use this tool and when you you know, have been through your contemplation, has penetrated this download, you're going to start getting your own understanding at a really beautiful level because Richard Rod did an extraordinary job of laying out this map, this hologenetic profile, to map uh, the most important parts of our life, our emotions, our intellect, our spiritual connection, you know, what is the connection to us, you know, the beginning of this multiverse, that sacred womb that created this womb of reality, what keeps us healthy, what is our greatest obstacle in life, what is our, our deepest spiritual purpose, what is our, our physical, you know, connection with this universe. And how do we bring the, all of this together and become uh, and, and truly experience love, which is recognizing everybody as you. And that in the shape in this reality comes out service, comes out as, as creating a culture and community, becoming your own unique frequency, right? Not that, not that you can become your unique frequency, but you're realizing that you are this unique frequency because now you cleaned out all the gunk, all the stuff that... It happens on the lower seals, lower chakras of the body, the, the, the kind of on balance between our male and female, our negative and positive, right? And so when we learn how to balance that, the, a whole other universe opens up. So all of the information you need is there. If you want to learn more about Planet Homemaking, <laughs> Pearl Planet, TV, Who Am I? Uh, Pioneers of the Great Awakening, all of that stuff, click on the About tab on TV. And listen to episode one. It's a little bit outdated. We're probably going to be re-recording that podcast, podcast in a little bit. But it's basically planet homemaking. How do you make the house a home, right? Uh, well, at this point, in this physical reality, we're, it's, it's like the darkest of the night, right? When the, dark, when the night is the darkest, the sun is about to come out. This world is in, in chaos right now. And it's not like it hasn't been for a very long time because we've been through this Kali Yuga, right? As we see uh, these cycles of the earth, right? Before this, and we're going to be talking about that today on these seven root races, right? We had these different races that, you know, had a rise and then a fall. And then we have these cycles of enlightenment and cycles of darkness, right? So we are at the very end of this cycle of darkness, this Kali Yuga, and it's manifesting in this physical reality as fucking madness. I mean, it's madness, the kind of shit you see right now out there happening. You know, people, you know, changing their sex just because they've been told that they should, not because they actually want to, because it's a cool thing to do right now. Yeah, I'm going to I'm gonna cut off my dick because it's cool to be, you know, no have dick. I'm going to be transgender. I'm not saying that if, if, if that's a natural inner drive on your spiritual path, you, you should or shouldn't take that. What I'm saying is that the influence of what we call the personality 
and, and the, the shadow calls it in, in the jinkies, right? People call it the image, right? This, this superficial broadcast feel that the whole universe, the, not the universe, but I guess it's happening somewhere else, but this whole planet is enveloped on. And when we understand its origins, and the origins is within us, within our daily lives. There is a world shadow, but that world shadow is the consequence of our attention as individuals. Because our attention has been hijacked by our personality, that attention can be hijacked and has been hijacked, or it's kind of funneling energy, attention, towards this fake world, which is not a real world, it's a fake world. We live in a fake world with fake food, with fake entertainment, with fake relationships, with fake, you know, fake money, <laughs> fake money, fake medicine, fake education. Everything's fucking fake here. Of course, there's, there's beauty and there's presence and there's, you know, creativity because we're the child, children of God. Of course, there's, there's truth in everything, right? But at our grand shadow, you know, we call it the hierarchical matrix system, uh, it's, it's a fake world. And so in order for us to turn this, plane, this planet into a home, we need to first clean it up because it's a, it's a pile of cockroaches and rats and shit. And so in order for us to do that, where do we start and how do we do it? We turn inwards because the shit and the cockroaches and the rats are inside of us. And we learn to know, to discover that they're shit and cockroaches and rats because they have been abandoned. They have been suppressed. These aspects of ourselves, we've pushed them away, our uglies, right? We don't want to touch it. We don't want to see that. Don't, don't, don't let anybody know that when you drink a lot of tequila, suddenly the monster comes out. Nobody needs to know that shit. Next thing you're fucking puking, you see? But there's there's something to have been, we, we, there's something to be taken care of there inside of us. We heal that, we embrace that, we give it back to God, and that is love. And everything that true love touches, it shows its true nature. And what is the true nature of life? It is expansion. It is love. So that those cockroaches and those rats and that shit that's inside of us. Right, we realize that it's a seed. This is just the seed of knowledge, and we, you know, in order for us to, you know, go through the path of, of experience, we have to begin somewhere. And and you know, the beginnings are difficult, but if we don't grow and we don't understand our experiences, we are stunted. We are that piece of you know emotional ex experience gets stuck in the you know emotional and spiritual physical intestine, and now you're sick because it hasn't passed through you. You haven't digested it, and so when that happens, we are um, we're, we become um, uh, susceptible for external um, you know uh, guidance. And I'm not saying that guidance is not important, but ultimately nobody fucking knows what you need or what you want. As we grow up into our, our own sovereign beings, we need to learn how to turn inward to find those answers inside of us. And the more you find your answers within you, the more you become aware of the um, uh, fakeness of this reality and the better decisions that you make Decisions that at this point, they are becoming life or death. 
people that chose to inject themselves with this um, bioweapon, they call them mRNA vaccine. Now, I mean, they 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 roll a roast, ro- ro- what's it, Russian roulette, you know? They could have gotten a placebo because there was a lot of placebo on that stuff. They couldn't afford to just infect everybody with a fucking, you know, bioweapon because otherwise it would have been too obvious. You know, you maybe got the placebo. You maybe, your body might have been able to, you know, process and, and, and you know, excrete that poison if you got one, maybe. But if not, it's already um, changing your DNA. And a lot of uh, adverse reaction effects has been have been happening throughout the world. And, and, and because it's all part of, you know, this world shadow, it's connected with finances and with the economy and with education and with, you know, the entire creation of the tax system and, and how do we interact with each other, the entertainment, right? Why do we even have entertainment? I call it, I would call it storytelling. That's the ancient, most uh, amazing, beautiful way of healing, storytelling, because that's what we're doing. We're always telling stories to each other, but it has turned into entertainment, which is just wasting your fucking time. You know, you get entertained to, to just, you know, wait from here to there. Well, what, what's it going to happen? What do I have anything to do? Are you fucking kidding me? Are you alive? This is your life. What it means you're bored? I'm bored. I'm bored because I'm having, I'm doing something that is not my deepest spiritual purpose. My natural inner drive. My authentic self-expression. I'm fucking just, you know, going through the motions, making the money to pay the bills, to pay the taxes. You know, to contribute to these hierarchical matrix systems, right? So on that page, on the about page, at the bottom, there's a resources section with the several videos. One of them is really, uh, really good. It's um, a video by an ex-KGB agent, uh, Yuri Besmenov. He did, a, an, in the 80s, he did a seminar, in, in, I think, in, in California, somewhere in California. <clears throat> he explained the nature of the art of subversion. How countries spend about, you know, 80, 80% of their spy budget in subversion. And only about 15 to 20% is kind of James Bond style microfilms and shit like that. It's actually um, legal subversion by the book based on Sun Tzu's Art of War. And so he explains all the uh, stages, how uh, countries subvert each other and how you can see that that is now happening at a global level. There's this incredible thing going on in Europe right now with all the farmers are standing up. To, the, to this tyrannical government and saying, because right now they want to stop making food. Because making food is totally, you know, the consequence of, you know, the, 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 the originator of climate change. And so it's like, it like you know, cohesive people that understand this is fucking bunch of bullshit. Like, we don't have food, we're going to fucking die. Because the body still needs food. You know, and you understand truly that this climate change agenda has absolutely nothing to do with climate change. It has everything to do to create a global tax so that people can be controlled. The more you realize these things, the more you understand this is a consequence of us falling asleep on the wheel, of us not taking responsibility for our life and letting the cockroaches run the fucking show. When we wake up, when we reclaim our power, as we reclaim our own internal struggle with our personality, we become empowered to make different decisions. 
And as soon as you do that, you move your attention. And we're also seeing that people are no longer believing the mainstream legacy media, right? It, because, you know, it's lies. It's an agenda. They want to sell you a product. And what is the product? Chemtrails. What is the product? Climate change. What is the product? Turn everybody into transgenders, right? You know, weaken, weaken the people because if you destroy the family, <clears throat> you weaken the basic building structure of this reality. Destroy the family. You know, get everything, everybody to do these drugs. You know, it's not like I'm, I'm against having, you know, experiences of out there, of consciousness. What I'm saying is that the more you get stuck in this thing, next thing you're out there on the streets, you know, uh, lost. And we're seeing this homelessness and, and this immigration uh, happy, already happening in Europe. That's why they're struggling there with atrocities you can't imagine. The border here in the United States, we're literally being invaded. What they really want is voters for the democratic puppet that we have here right now in this country. An absolute uh, criminal. You know, he and his whole family is a criminal. <clears throat> Clowns. Puppets, they're not even running anything. They're just, you know, somebody's on the fucking ear with the, well, you're going to say this. He cannot even say it right, you know. And all of these things are the consequences. We're looking just at the surface, right? But we need to go down into that iceberg, into that root, and find out what's the root of all this stuff. So on the page you'll see, on, episode, on the About page of June.tv, there's another video that explains... Um, about um um <clears throat> what's it called? You know, I haven't seen it well. That explains um explains about what's in these vaccines. There's a video that explains mass formation psychosis. What does that mean? That's basically mind control. And um and what is this global economic coup d'etat that's all linked with this climate change and everything. When we become objective observers, we realize what's actually going on. And the most interesting thing is that when you actually tell this to people that are not, that, that don't have the, the foundation within themselves to understand clarity, uh, they, they can't possibly believe it's true because it threatens every single thing that they believe the reality is founded on. So it's very, very challenging. Unfortunately, these people have run out of time. And if, if, if you are not capable of making solid decisions now in your reality, you're going to be swept away. Physically, literally, you're going to be swept away. It's not that your soul is going to, it's not a problem. It's just like game over, you know. You got to start again, right? Nothing wrong with that. But, you know, why don't we just do it now? Why, why do you have to come back again, learn everything again, start from scratch, you know, learn how to poop you know, and walk and, you know, and fall and cry and, you know, have to deal with the whole agenda again, figure it out that this is bullshit, Right? Let's do it now. So all of that information is there. But let's dive into um, into this, um, um, this um, part of this, uh, you know, this uh, shadow of Jinky uh, 55. Uh, what uh, Richard Rohr has to say about this uh, theory, what he calls the theory of evolution in the seven root races. And, uh, and I'm going to give you my really good... Um, um, dissecting, <laughs> sometimes, you know, obliterating um, perspective on this. Okay, <clears throat> let's do, let's go there. <clears throat> so the theory <clears throat> of evolution and the seven root races, according to the Jinkies, life is an interplay between two primary forces, 
interplay. He's talking about an interplay. So he's talking about simultaneously happening. Um, and I, and again, I'm not necessarily disagree with that. So the current of evolution and the current of involution, and we're talking about evolution, involution happening. You know, if we were to see it linearly, which you could see it linearly because involution created time. So you got you were coming from God, right? God is nothing and everything simultaneously. And as we're creating this reality, because we're the light of creation, right? Where every one of us is, you know, God is the sun and we are the light that goes. And by the time he reaches us here, we just see just a star. But that is a light that's coming from a sun somewhere out there in the sky, in the stars, right? And <clears throat> another, maybe even another galaxy. I mean, <clears throat> and but but it's a shard by the time it reaches here, right? So originally we come, boom. And we each, each have a different point of perspective. And as we are um, making use of consciousness, because that's what we are, we are basically the positioner of the attention in the infinite of God, then we are figuring out creativity and we are creating worlds. And, and these worlds gradually become denser and denser as time, as the space between observation and manifestation of effect that is what time is, right? And becomes expanded. And so we got this, in this case, is, is a seven levels of reality, seven planes of existence from this, um, you know, um, void of, of the beginning of this womb of reality, which, you know, even before that, there's there's other stuff going on. But, you know, that's, we're just talking about here, this multiverse, this, this little multiverse with all its galaxies and everything, right? Um, and so we're here. We're coming down, we're expanding time, we're manifesting little by little, and so it becomes denser and denser and denser until we reach physical reality where we split um, the light into matter. And now we have the space, if you look at the space between subatomic particles, there's more space here than actual matter. There's a very little matter here. And uh, so, but we have now a physical home, right? And this physical home, now it has a past, present, and future. And within that past, present, and future, there's the infinite um, incarnations, right? All these lifetimes. But they are all happening simultaneously. So whenever you, right here in your world, your, your bio-machine in this lifetime, you have a change that it's an evolutionary change that you have raised the frequency of understanding of your life it affects all of your simultaneous lifetimes. And everywhere where you were back in the, you know, 1500, when you were fighting that war and the chain mail and the whole thing, suddenly you're going to suddenly get a realization because it travels through time and space. Simultaneously, we're talking about, you know, imagine like a triangle, um, the point going up, that's, you know, the beginning, the, 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 the void, and coming down, expanding through time. And then at the bottom, we have, you know, present in the center and then past in the future. But it's also going to affect the future, and the future is affecting you, and you're affecting the past, and the past is affecting you. Because we, you, you are existing simultaneously on all of these past, present, and future timelines. They're simultaneous, right? And so it's, uh, it's everyone is affecting all of them, and they're all on this. And not just you, everybody else. And then it gets more interesting as we dive into it when you really realize we're actually everybody. It's not like they're there and you're you. It's like we're all the same thing. But that's that's for another moment. Maybe we'll talk about it in a little bit. 
But um, it's all affecting everything, right? And then what is that affecting? The affecting is the evolution. That is going back up, right? So we got the, the evolution going back down. Involution coming back down. Imagine the triangle above and it, it goes into a point down. That's involution. And then evolution is going back up, right? This is what they call the... Uh, Star of David, right? That's a, that's the representation of this evolution, evolution, involution, um, two triangles, right? And but it's simultaneously. I do agree with uh, uh, Richard Rudd because of the nature of time. Time doesn't really exist. We're we're here. You've never been anywhere but here. Time exists in your mind, in the mind of the body, mind consciousness. When you dream. You are literally traveling through uh, your attention is 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 moving through all your simultaneous lifetimes. That's when you are in a certain place, having a certain experience. Everything makes sense. Oh, no, not all the time, but sometimes, you know, most of the time, you know, you are in a place and you're like, you know, the people. You know that you know the people. You feel like you're in a certain house or a certain something, and you're like, I know this. Because you're there, your 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 attention is multidimensional, so you're observing that timeline, that lifetime, and you're there. And it's not just past and future; it's also parallel. So there's infinite variations of your life right now in this present moment, where you're here and you're living in another country, and you how you you married a different person, and and now you have a different life with with family. And so you are having all of those lifetimes and everybody's having those lifetimes. This is what we call the multiverse, right? So that's evolution, involution. So the way that we're trained or that people are trained to think in the West um, focuses mainly on the objective. This is now, again, as I always hammer, I've been hammering for the last, you know, 20, 30 episodes. So I, at some point I just realized that, you know, after going through the entire, almost the entire book, you know, uh, Richard Rudd is really missing a vital element here that I, I desperately have to have to bring into this because otherwise it becomes incredibly confusing. You can be sitting down. Eventually you will get the, your download of information because, you know, those who seek find. Right. So if you're contemplating, you will get what you need to get. But this is so much easier. Right. When we have the differentiation constantly, we are not the body, mind, consciousness. We're not this body. We're not thinkers. You know, so the, the axiom is, I think, therefore I am, is bullshit. I am, therefore I think. That's what it is, right? Who am I? I am the positioner of the attention. You know, the God that is all of creation. That's what we are. We are God. We're the children of God. God is us, right? But that's all it is. We are the positioner of attention and the experiencer of that manifested attention, which is the soul, right? So it's, it's a system. But the personality, body, mind, consciousness with all its chemicals and its all electric, electrical systems and magnetic and all that stuff and the, the genetics and the DNA, all of that stuff, it's a creation that we've made here in order for us to be able to um, traverse through this physical reality. And it has its own mind, right? So... When we're talking about here thinking, thinking, <laughs> the way we've been thinking, who who has been trying to be thinking? The personality. The personality is the one who thinks. We don't think. Who we are, we don't think. We just position attention. That's what we do. That's what we are. The positioner of the attention. 
The personality is the one who's thinking, I'm this, I'm that, I want to go there, I'm gonna, oh, I'd rather have this, I'd rather not have that, the one's an asshole, that was his nice, blah, 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 blah. And I, and he creates a beliefs, and now I have a personality, right? I'm this, but I'm not that, but I'm this. I'm this. All of that stuff, it's irrelevant. That's what the personality thrives in that stuff. So the personality has been trained to think in the West, focusing mainly on the objective external world rather than the inner subjective reality. Because that's what the personality is. And there's also a spiritual personality. This is a really good one. I call it the image of the pseudo-enlightened one. Because you develop the spiritual person. I'm a spiritual person. I'm very spiritual. I drove, you know, I wear, you know, <laughs> dress in white robes. And I, I'm driving my Tesla because I don't want to pollute the world. I'm not saying there's anything wrong with driving a Tesla. I think they're cool cars. I like these uh the truck, rather the the cyber truck, that that's a really cool truck. I'm not saying anything wrong with that, but you do develop that for anything, anything, thing. Oh, I'm not smoking, or I smoke only weed, or you know, I do the cava, whatever. Fuck, it tastes like shit. You know, I don't drink, or I drink only. You know, it's it's whatever. There's nothing wrong with anything, okay? But the moment that you decide that you're that. That's what the personality decides, because we're none of that. You're going to die. The body's going to die, not you, but the body. And then all of that goes out the window. Who's back there? The, the positioner of the attention with all that experience and knowledge. And you have that reviewing before, after what they call it, finally, the judgment. It's not judgment. Is it that you just review all of your life and you just realize, well, you know, I got that one, but I fucked up on this and this and this. And when I mean fucked up, it's not that you really fucked up. It's like you didn't get the lesson. And so now you got to come back. But, you know, do you come back or are you experiencing all of this lifetime simultaneously? And the answer is both. We are having that linear experience through our lives and then we die and then we go to the next lifetime. You know, you could... You could even say, you know, you're going forward, but you could also go backwards. It's like you, you, you die this lifetime and reincarnate in the 1200s. You come from the future then, right? Chew on that one. That, that's a good one. So, um, so, yeah, the personality has been focused on, on the world, on the image, on the physical objective stuff rather than the inner subjective reality. And... and um, I wouldn't call the inner subjective reality. I would also call it personality. Because the moment you're looking at something from a subjective or objective point of view, or not you, but the personality, it's like, oh, I'm inner or outer. All of that stuff is irrelevant for who you are, right? That's another image, another personality, the spiritual personality. So as, as long as we're aware of what's happening, then we don't get involved in that head trip, right? So for these reasons... We tend to lay greater emphasis on the evolutionary current, which has become the basis of the modern scientific approach, and that is the understanding of evolution uh, in terms well in terms of science science is just you know i I personally see science there is there is is, is the understanding or the, or the kind of like trying to under trying is the trying to understand uh, reality. But uh, when we talk about accepted science, now we're talking about politics. Because what has been accepted, it's, uh, it's just that which can be controlled. 
And so we don't really have the science of Nikola Tesla, for example. Just, just to make a quick example, because there's so many, so much great science out there that has been, you know, set aside because it doesn't fit the narrative. So you cannot really call science science, you know. Good science, you know, it's what you experience, right? Your own experience. But believing in science, same fucking bullshit with this climate change bullshit, right? It's the science. It's the science. You actually research the science. You realize that we as a civilization, I don't even remember the numbers, but I have them written down. It's like 0.04% of the actual contribution of carbon dioxide to the atmosphere. I mean, the, the entire planet, the plants and everything... It contributes so much more carbon dioxide than us. We are actually, when you actually look at the numbers, we have absolutely nothing to do with global warming. You look at the entire solar system, the entire solar system is, is, is warming up because we're entering into a, a different part of the galaxy that it's higher frequency. So it's hotter because, if, if, you know, if you don't think about it, we're moving. The solar system is moving. The planets are spinning, but the entire solar system is also moving with the galaxy. And so we are, and, and this is when you start seeing all of these kind of traject, you know, uh, uh, vector traje trajectories of expansion of, of the mass of the, of the universe, right? And it's moving and it is expanding. And if you see it all the way from the you know, Big Bang, now you're seeing it in the you know, Milky Way galaxy. Everything is in motion and we are actually reaching that point where this solar system is actually entering a different, a different state of matter. And so that's why everything is going hot, but it has absolutely nothing to do with us. It's, a, it's just a ploy, a political ploy to get people to give their power away. And so the more we become aware of that stuff the better decisions that we can take. So however many mystical and esoteric traditions from around the world have also considered life from the other aspect, which sees life as an involutionary process in which consciousness is gradually incarnating deeper and deeper into the form, shaping our evolution as it does, uh, as it does so. Uh, and that's exactly what I was just talking about. You know, we, we land here and, 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 but, but it's it, this is a fantastic contemplation, you know, to um, contemplate the landing on this reality, on on this this your lifetime right now, simultaneously landing on all your lifetimes, past and future, in the future, in the past, in this planet, in other planets, in other galaxies, in another, in other dimensions, you know, maybe you have lifetimes where you were a leprechaun or a fairy. You have access to that in consciousness the moment that you think about it. But because we don't allow ourselves to have those thoughts, we, don't, we just don't go there. It's just like a, a, a website that you just never visit. It's there. It's on the internet. But you, you just don't go there. So you don't know what's happening there because you're not putting your attention there. The positioner of the attention is thinking about, you know, how they're going to think about me when I talk about this. Or they're, you're going to think about, you know, well, I don't like that because, you know, it's like, <laughs> like it's stupidity. You know, how good do I look with my new Jordans? I'm not saying that Jordans are not cool. I like Jordans, you know, 
But if your whole life is about that shit, you're missing that experience because your attention is not focused on downloading all of these simultaneous lifetimes. And that is the deepening of consciousness, God, what I call God, right? Consciousness into the form through us, through all of these simultaneous lifetimes. And every one of those has the infinite variations of every single decision that you've made has split a timeline in the multiverse. That uh, decision that you made when you were going to um, go to a different college when you were in school or or when your family didn't decide to move these instead, they, they, they stayed where they were. You know, you met a different kind of people. You ended up on a different, completely different trajectory, right? And that is existing simultaneously. And you have access to that with the power of your attention. And that is how consciousness expands. Now, all of that is fancy and dandy and it's good entertainment, right? Thinking and traveling in consciousness to all of these places. But ultimately what matters is how um, at ease and centered and, and connected and fulfilled we are now here in your body, in your life, in your relationships. When you use all of that information, information and experience and you properly digest it, now you are evolving, right? We landed in all of these lifetimes, in all possible parallel universes. And as we landed, we have our experience here in physicality. And now we are expanding. Now we're evolving. Now we're raising that frequency, which is music, right? We're talking about music. And now it's, it's, it's a higher tone because it has understanding. Enlightenment is to be in knowledge of. We know because we've lived it. Not because somebody told us. And, and, and here's the beautiful part. If you can contemplate this one. You can um, remember information that an experience that you've had through your lifetimes from the future, from the past. And use that information to find fulfillment now in your life. Extraordinary contemplations. Extraordinary revelations. And also very nasty stuff. A lot of the stuff we don't want to remember because we've had fucking awful lifetimes full of war and rape and murder and atrocities. We had to experience all of it. But because we've experienced all of that, we've come to this place where now we're looking at love. Because we've already been in the butcher block. We've already been at war. We've already lived the stench of the ignorance and stupidity and, and, and barbarism. And, and, and so many of us are saying, well, I'm done with that shit. You know, can we just evolve? <laughs> you know, let's evolve. But who evolves? It's you, right? We cannot go around telling people, evolve, motherfuckers, <laughs> whipping them. You know, Why do you fucking evolve? God damn it. The world is exploring. No, that's not your job. It's not anybody's job. The more people do that, the more they create the same fucking conflict. Because nobody likes to be told what to do. It's you inside your job. Because you find joy in that expansion. In that realization. In, in the experience and the creativity and all the stuff that you find. Your inner life becomes extraordinary. And now you're evolving so this is view this view is known as eman emanationism. E emanationism. 
And it holds that at every stage of our planetary and personal evolution, there is an unfolding hidden purpose, which reveals itself in successive steps. I totally agree with that. And simultaneously, it already happened, right? It's still revealing. We got these cycles, right? Cool. Kali Yuga. Now we got the age of Aquarius or whatever they want to call it, right? These are successive steps. Eventually, the body and the DNA opens up. We still, we, we start downloading that stuff. And now we can grow another arm just like the salamander can because it's on the DNA, right? In the future, that's what's going to happen. Oh, you, you just lost your arm. Grow another one. Because the DNA had opened up and that information is there. Anything you can see in nature, because everything is connected. If you look at the, you know, what our molecules are, you know, our atoms are made of, they're made of, of stardust. We're made out of stars. Old, the, the physical reality is, is as old as the Big Bang. Because we come from there, right? It has coagulated and configured. Now it's built bodies, Right. But what is the intelligence that puts it in place and makes a long, a long, and a kidney, a kidney, right? And all the little things that happen, infinite, micro, it's a marvel. Our, our bodies are extraordinary, the most advanced machines ever, right? And it's all there. It's all there. We have that information there. And, and so you, can, you have a connection, you have a link to all the species, not just from this planet, but from the beginning of the Big Bang. There's a butterfly right there that transforms. Now he has wings. There's a salamander right there that can grow limbs. You know, there's frogs that can't change sex. You know, maybe instead of thinking about being a transgender by cutting your dick off, why don't you just change it? That will be epic. Now that is fucking awesome. Suddenly you just transform it. Okay, now I'm going to be male or female. And you fucking do it. Grow teeth. Now that is fucking awesome. But because you choose to, not because you've been pressured by a society that it's in decay to push you to, to, to fulfill an agenda of weakening civilization, right? And this is the most important thing to realize why, and most important, the children, which are incredibly susceptible you know, at that age where they haven't reached the 21 years old, they, they, they don't fucking know anything. You know, we are 50. We don't fucking know anything still. You know, it's like, what are they going to fucking know? No, now I'm going to cut my dick off. You know, they don't even let them get tattoos or, or buy alcohol and cigarettes, or drive and buying a gun. Why would they allow that? Because it's an agenda. It's in order to weaken, weaken civilization. In order for it to be controlled, it's a consequence. When you're aware of that, now you're not falling for the trap. So, um, as divine life involutes, so human and earth life evolves. And as we strive upwards in our consciousness towards the higher frequencies. And I don't like this word strive, right? Because the strive happens on the first three seals. As soon as we find that balance and that um, uh, male-female polarity within us, the negative positives of electricity, I'm not talking about good or bad, I'm talking about electricity, um, and then we equalize balance or, or depolarize, then there the struggle ends because now you don't have polarity. You're not dealing with an unbalanced equation if you're a mathematician, right? Now it's, it's resolved. It's just like a, a, a you know a, a, um, 
a scale on on the on the music scale, right? At some point it resolves. You cannot end it on a you know on a half step on on a on a on a scale that doesn't have half step, right? Because it's gonna sound like you know it it resolves, and and you naturally when you're hearing a, a tune, a melody, you you can tell where it's going to resolve. You can even if you have you know the the notes, you can actually even feel how it's gonna resolve. So it's organic, and that. Um, so, so as, as, as we don't strive anymore, and the fourth seal, because now there's no polarity. That is love, the fourth chakra, right? And now that's a whole other adventure. What happens in our life when we're no longer striving? That is our destiny. It's gonna be something else. It doesn't mean that your problems are gonna go away. It's gonna it means that you're no longer gonna see them as problems. You're gonna see them as puzzles. You're gonna see them as fun. You're gonna see them as an adventure, which is what children do. You know, they don't have those problems because they don't have the agendas that they've been, you know, shoved down of throats. You have to be this fucking thing, and now you're that, and now you're stuck, and now you're unhappy. We are not here to be unhappy beings. We were that through the Kali Yuga, right? The Dark Ages. And now it's time to evolve, right? And what is evolution? So as divine life evolves, so human and earth life evolves. And then I'm going to change that as we strive upwards in our consciousness. As we evolve upwards in our consciousness towards the higher frequencies, we are manifesting higher frequencies. We're not going towards them. Every time evolution has a higher understanding of reality, the frequency rises. The tone becomes higher frequency. So we are moving through higher frequencies already. So And we are able to draw them um, down into our lives on the material plane. And this is, this is the part I disagree with him. Or, or, or I, would, I would put it in, in a different way. He's talking about the personality here. I, the way that I would put it is, as you go up in consciousness, in frequency, right? And, and you're becoming higher frequency or, or your experience is becoming half. That's, that's probably a better way to put it because... What you are is just positioner of attention. So your experience becomes higher frequency. It's going to affect the biomachine. That's how I would call this, draw them down into the lives of the material plane. I would say the body begins to get trained, potty trained. Now it's not going to shed all over the place because now it's becoming refined. Now it's, it's learning manners. You know, it's no longer, you know, victimizing you with this shadow, Right. And, and and you become uh, you become conscious of its tricks and its demands, and you you start training it and saying I'm not going to to give you my attention because I know what you do with it. You loop and, and you experience this suffering that it's the consequence of this unbalance, right? So within the greater pattern of the three eons exists another pattern based on seven substages known as the seven root races. In this theory of evolution, each root race represents a major stage in our planetary development. And so he's really just talking about the planet, which is kind of limited. Um, in esoteric tradition, the root races are often seen as literal races of human beings who preceded our modern human. And I wouldn't doubt that. 
<clears throat> and I wouldn't doubt that, but just not of this planet. I would see it more. Um, we come from. We haven't been dancing this tango just yesterday. We've been dancing the tango for a long fucking time. This particular planet, where we are right now here, this is this is a this is an experiment, a genetic experiment that we're we're having here. After we've had wars all over the galaxies, you know, and, and live these same problems for, you know, in other bodies with other kind of genetic structures. And now we thought, okay, let's put it all together. See how we can actually, you know, gain all of that knowledge we've had in all these parts of the universe and actually evolve, right? <clears throat> At a grander scale. Because, you know, throughout the, the, you know, billions of years, there's been... Many, many civilizations who, who have already were already gone. They when they raise their frequency, they're out of here. <clears throat> and where are they? That is the there's a great question. Where where are they? So within the gene key system, um when the gene key synthesis, the root uh, races are viewed as the unveiling of the subtle layers of the living spirit of Gaia, our air, our earth. So within the gene keys, whatever uh, Rich Rock holds the jinkies here. Um, he he sees the the levels of evolution of the planet, right? In other words, from the evolutionary perspective, all aspects of the form of our planet and our universe are seen as being imbued with levels of consciousness. And I don't disagree with that because everything has consciousness, everything has awareness, everything has attention, right? Because everything is God. So, but there's levels of attention. You look at a rock and there's a level of attention. You look at a, a rock or you look at water. Next, next, you look at a, you know, a squirrel, you know, and, and, you know, the attention of a squirrel is going to be very different than the attention of a, of a monkey, you know, or a horse or a dog, right? And then, you know, now you have you. And then there's other beings, you know, from other races that have other levels of attention, right? So it's it's refinement and evolution, but there's layers within those layers, right, of, of what kind of experience that attention is calling forth, right? Where is that attention in, in the infinite of the multiverse? Where is it, where is it positioned, right? And, and the kind of experience that you're going to have, you know, what kind of experience and attention have fairies and gnomes and, you know, leprechauns or, you know, or whatever, elves and dwarves and all of that stuff that they say it's just only fantasy, now, maybe they're right next to you, laughing at you saying, well, why can't you see me? <laughs> so, um, in other words, from an evolutionary perspective, all aspects of the form of our planet and our universe as seen, are seen as being imbued with levels of consciousness from the densest mineral to the subtlest gas. That's what, what we said. The earliest root races thus represent the subtlest forms of, of divine consciousness as it steps down its frequency in order to enter into physical manifestation, the first eon. And these we would call um, probably the first biomachines when we were designing these biomachines. Um, uh, uh, legend says that they were like like suits. I mean, it's not like they're not suits, but they were like, everybody could just try them out. It, they didn't have a genetic kind of like lineage, right? It was just like, it was like a monkey there or, or some sort of creature. And then, you know, the soul or the, the entity would come and, you know, take it over. 
and then you be out here in this physical reality. How, how incredible is that, right? And then you'd leave it there and then somebody else would pick it up, right? So that was kind of the beginning. You know, we had this this first version, you know, human or, or, or you know, physical creature uh, 1.1, right? And then eventually at some point somebody said, well, I want my own suit, you know, and you get your own suit. And so let's create these genetic bloodlines. And now we have, you know, kind of like you have uh, you know, a certain kind of lineage where you can just come back and it's going to have kind of the same settings that you had on the I mean, you have your settings on your computer setting up like you like and somebody comes and changes them and you're like, no, but I like it up here. So it's kind of has its settings on the DNA, right? And so we have this evolution of different stages of these creations of these biomachines. And then later on, you have other races, you know, messing up with stuff and mixing, mixing it up, right? Um, so the earliest root races does represent the subtlest forms of divine consciousness, right? The first eon. At a certain point in the evolutionary story of our planet, consciousness enters so deeply into the material realm that it forgets itself entirely. This is incredibly very important right here. This is what he calls the second eon, right? And he's saying these eons as uh, like kind of like the stories, the, the phases of a story, you know, act one, act two, and act three, right? First act is, you know, you, you're getting kind of like acquainted with what's going on. Second act is, is the, 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 the story of the story, right? Is the, the fun and games, right? In this game, in this game, in these cases, we forgot who we are. We suddenly believe we are the monkey. And now we're stuck in the monkey, in this bio-machine. Because we think we are these fucking bio-machines. And, you know, that's a neon, right? Who fucking knows how billions of years that is, right? We're, we, we think we are these things. That's, that is, he's right on on that one. That, that's exactly right. Forgot, the forgotten gods, right? Then comes the remembering and the mythic return to paradise as consciousness transforms the material realm, integrating all dimensions back into itself, thus completing its epic evolutionary arc, the third eon. And that is the resolution, right? You know, we remember. We remember, we integrate, we collapse all of our simultaneous lifetimes into the now. And all of the multiverse, all of our possible choices become choices that integrate all of the choices. So there are areas in the observation, the positioning of the attention of the infinite, where you there's, there's, there's areas of consciousness that are so expansive. And that's what happens when you are in love, because love is expansive, right? And it keeps getting more expansive as, as we reach the higher levels that can include all of these choices that you've taken that have split parallel timelines and parallel universes. The thought, the consciousness that, that, that love is and the rising of that frequency, it's so expansive that all of these decisions, yes or no, or this or that, and marry this or that, it includes that. You become, well, it's not going to be just chocolate or, or, or vanilla. You know, it's like it's going to be Napol Nap Napolitan. What's it called? It's going to be chocolate vanilla together, right? And it's going to be great. And not only that, you're going to have pistachio and, and you know, raspberry cheesecake, <laughs> you know, bubblegum. I don't know. That would be a weird combination. But 
it includes all of our all of these decisions that we've taken in all of our lifetimes and we collapse time all of this physical experience in the physical realm we collapse it and what is that that is the fulfillment that manifests ultimately as enlightenment because now we're everywhere our attention is so grand that it's looking and experiencing all of our timelines simultaneously, all of the split of all of our decisions in all of these parallel universes. This is where we're going. This is the this is the grand finale, right? And it's not the finale. The, every finale is the beginning of another story. So as we close this, um, you know, this book, and we reach that end of this story, we're gonna open another book, and that's gonna be. That next experience, right? That we're all the body is being cooking in order to experience what we call the the Homo Sanctus, right? This this bio machine that can dissolve and reappear in Alpha Centauri in the blink of an eye, right? Or in the eighteen hundreds, and more than that, there's other dimensions, parallel universes, and not only they it doesn't even need to go there; it could just be there all with your perception. That ability to position your attention on these extraordinary encompassing thoughts comes from that balance, that depolarization of male and female, negative, positive, and it is called the beginning of love. And as love expands, the more love you you feel, you experience, the grander your experience becomes. So we've reached the end of the episode today, and um, tomorrow we're going to be diving into what these seven root races are, according to um, according to um, um, uh, Richard Rod, right? And um, and we're gonna, um, you know, what he's actually what he's talking about on in terms of these experiences on these races and how they equate with the bodies. I'm not necessarily agree. Or I believe he's, he's exactly right. Uh, I think that there's good things here, but there's other stuff that is just kind of like he's just putting together a bunch of things into the soup. But we're going to be diving into that tomorrow, and it's going to be really fun. Uh, podcast is every day, Monday through Sunday. We um, When you go to the homepage of the podcast, is jorn.tv. That's J-O-U-R-N.tv. You can find the podcast on every podcast app out there, but the homepage of the podcast is jorn.tv. And you'll find everything there because on the podcast, you'll get only about 500 episodes, which is still pretty good on all the other podcast apps, the, the, recent, the most recent 500. But you can find all of the almost 800 episodes on jorn.tv plus we got all the all the links and then all the resources and videos and and you can find the pioneers of the great awakening there if you go to jorn.tv at the bottom there's a pioneers link these are the guests that we have they share with us their journey how they went into the darkness how they found there was no hope and then they found god or they found the boon the the sword the treasure themselves the part of them that got them through that darkness and at the other side now they're giving that because when you find love the nature of love is expansive so you it it's you become a channel right now you're the energy is flowing through you and is reaching out and it's touching because that's what love is. You can't hold back love. And so now they're being in service for this world, for this transition 
for whatever they found there and now they're on a direction and they share that journey with us. We have this also on video, not just audio. And you can see them on there. And you can also see them on our Rumble channel. All the links are there. At the bottom right corner of TV. there's a support button. We have all our social media there. We have the Rumble channel link there. If you just want to see all those videos there. But you can find them on TV. We have a Telegram chat room. And, and you know, if you have questions, you want to share stuff, that's what that's for. Go all, go there and, you know, become part of our community. That's the way to contact us. We have three news channels. We got a Telegram news channel, an X news channel, the, what used to be Twitter, and a Truth Social. And we post uh, physical stuff, what's going on in the world that they don't, they don't let you know on the legacy media. Uh, we're looking for the most objective, logical stuff and stuff that you can actually follow the money, follow the receipts, find out what the fuck is going on here at a physical level. Do not freak out. You know, this isn't for, for freaking out people. That's why I don't, you know, I don't post stuff with dates and, you know, speculations about, you know, Biden is a fucking clone, maybe. But, you know, do we know? Does he fucking matter? He's fucking it up anyway. Who cares if it's a clone or not, Right. It doesn't, that kind of stuff doesn't matter. What matters is what is being done, what is actually happening, and how do we make decisions based upon having more data. Because ultimately, a lot of this stuff, you know, most of this stuff, we don't know because we're not there. We're not having the experience. Unless you're living in the border of Texas, you know, and you're actually seeing the military there, and you're seeing the hordes of, you know, people just coming through for law all over the world here, a lot of them looking for a better life. But also a lot of fucking terrorists and child and slavers and, you know, um, it's it's nasty. Okay, it's nasty. And it already happened in Europe, right? And now that's what, there's a war going on in Europe. The farmers are standing up there and they're demanding that they call off their bullshit because they basically want to stop the farmers from making food because it's affecting global warming. This is insanity. Okay, and you are not listening. Most people are not seeing this on the mainstream because they don't fucking want anybody to know that it's happening. But it is happening. People are waking up and they're saying, fuck you. We're done with this shit. We are evolving because we are in a play. This is a game. This is a book, a movie. You got to play it by the book. You're also the observer. You are also the individual. You are the divine light of creation. And you are playing this game here in the personality. We're playing these. We're we're a character in the in the in the movie, so you gotta play that part in the character, right? So that everybody come together and we all grow, and and evolve together as a civilization, right? We gotta show up and learn what the fuck is actually happening. So all of that stuff is there um, on on those news channels. And if you need help understanding, working with your jinkies, with your hologenetic profile, we have coaching. And it's also on that support button. We have a one-on-one call, Zoom call. We have a live design coaching program. If you want a more in-depth work, align every single aspect of your life with your deepest spiritual purpose. We have a coaching for people who are stuck in the dark now. The soul, this is not for everybody. If you're ready, ready to be of service in the midst of your pain, I'm not, I don't do miracles. Nobody can help you but yourself. And the way to help yourself is by helping others. And so if you're ready for that, we have a coaching for those. Uh, if, you, if, you're, if you're in your darkness soul and you're done with it. And we have a coaching for coaches. If you want to use podcasting to reach your specific kind of people, your tribe. 
awaken that uh, unique self-expression, that authentic self-expression and reach exactly the kind of people that can't wait to work with you because they love exactly the way that you're connecting with them and you want to generate these highly qualified client leads we have a very specific coaching program called the Client Generator, and it's also helping you on the technical part and the marketing part, business and coaching, all the whole, the whole picture. If you want to learn more about it, just go to the bottom of TV, click on that support button, and you can learn more about it right there. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening. I'm your host, Epifanio, and this is Planet Homemaking Podcast, and I wish you a wonderful rest of your day or evening. Thank you very much. Bye-bye.